Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. This episode is sponsored by AppSec Phoenix, the next generation application security platform, enabling organizations to run application security programs in a smart way. Visit www.appsecphoenix.com to learn more. Hello, hello, hello. We have Chani on the call. Hello, Chani. How are you doing? Hi. Good, thanks. You? Yeah, welcome back. I have to say, we started this journey probably a year ago, and you were the first one who started the journey with us. Oh, you in the oh first, yeah. You were in the very first podcast, and you are in the very first podcast for the uh, starting of the year now. Oh, thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much for having tradition. me. Yeah, it's good to be back. And I always join your calls whenever I have time, so I enjoy yes. them. And uh, yeah. Do you want to yeah. give a little bit of background of yourself, and then I introduce myself, and then we'll crack on? Yeah, so my name is Chani Sims, and I currently have about three hats. <laughs> so that's the three jobs I do. So my main job is uh, I'm the managing director for Meta Defense Labs UK and Sri Lanka. So we, ha- we serve clients around Europe and also Southeast Asia. We are a small startup and mainly around doing pen testing, which will see so cybersecurity services. Then the second uh, one is that I also work as a consultant. So that means I'm auditor, cyber, security, cyber essentials auditor, as well as ISME, ISO 27001. And I also do virtual CISO. So I consult to UK public sector, private sector, um, and also now in Sri Lanka as well. So uh, doing some work around that and uh, GDPR. And the third one is the SheCISO. I'm the founder of SheCISO Exec Platform, which is an open giveback platform to get more people into cybersecurity and train them to be emotionally intelligent cybersecurity leaders. So that's our vision. And it's to the created uh, to bridge the cybersecurity skill gap, diversity and leadership gap. And we focus on a lot of soft skills within the individuals. That's pretty much uh, about, about me. The, I've been in the industry. The keynote speaker. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> the other hats you have is the keynote. Yeah, you, you should just go on my LinkedIn and see what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget. Remember this. So I, I was also. Um, so I'm currently in Sri Lanka. So this, uh, you probably hear dogs and all sorts of noises. So just ignore me. Don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll let you do with your afterwards. Okay. Cool. That's good. So I also do uh, talking, public speaking, and uh, my recent talk. Uh, I did a TEDx talk recently uh, in December for TEDx Leicester. It's now published. That was kind of my biggest challenge for that quarter because um, it was really emotional and I felt really vulnerable and a lot of personal stuff I had to share. But I thought it's if if it changes someone or if if it changes somebody's you know views on cybersecurity and how they think of themselves, I thought it would be worth it. So I did that finally. Um, it was a journey actually because I had I had four weeks to prepare. Normally you get months to prepare for these kind of things and research your words yeah. and everything. Um, I only had three weeks uh, and chose a topic and then uh, chose 18, uh, wrote 1800 words, about 15 slides. 
researched every word i had to say went it, it sent it around the team and they did their edits and all that and got it approved and on the day of the rehearsal the day before the talk then uh, the logistics didn't fit right and then the i can't multitask right so the clicker i had hold it in my right uh, left hand and then the i had to point it on the the laptop to get the screens and i can't look back because the screens it was just like too much stuff and i thought oh my god and every well, the video time, looked amazing but the video it looks like so natural so amazing it's because i ditched all of it right so <laughs> so i had to like i tried the the few trials and everyone i was messing it up and i i would talk and then the slides not there or the slides there i would talk something else so it was just like a disaster and i was so upset i like No, I feel you. I feel I thought, you. This is not working. And then even the team was like, "Chani, you talk just without anything. <laughs> just do your talk." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, what am I going to do?" So I had to ditch that whole talk, which I will do some other day in some event. So I took the important elements of that talk, and then I thought, "Okay, I'm just going to talk without any slides or anything." And so I prepared, and I did the talk in front of my mom, Clive, and. Um, Jackie and they were like yeah this is better and you know I talk natural so was up till about 3 o'clock at night writing what I had to what I was talking right <laughs> because I, it's like a whole brand new talk now and uh, got up at 6 and then I just practiced again once and um, my talk was at 11 or something and I just went and stalked uh, I I was praying to go thinking oh my god hope I don't screw up hope I don't screw up and <laughs> That attracts a good energy. It, it looked amazing. Yeah. It looked Thank amazing. You. It looked so natural. And I think that's, that's a hidden part that people don't see all the preparation. And I try to share here and there the preparation of my talks as well. And people don't see how much hard work is behind yeah. each one of the talks. Especially when it's emotional. I was trying not to cry and hold on oh, to yeah. things. Yeah. It was, it's like managing um, emotion, preparing the material, getting on stage, yeah. being terrified. jumping off stage not being sick <laughs> because it was recording live yes. and they were showing it on youtube as well so you you can't really mess things around and uh, but i'm so glad that lo- normally i don't prepare too much for my talks i do the writing everything but in terms of practicing i just um if i have time i'll go and do it but this one i didn't have any time to practice so anything mm-hmm. just like written on the day I'm I'm so glad I think it's one of the talks that I don't regret because my only fear was that I'm I going to regret in 5 years time or 10 years time or 15 years time when I look back and say look this is my TEDx talk and I'm I'm so proud that I did it and then I don't regret it at the moment I don't regret because I didn't miss anything I wanted to say so I hope I got the message you know at least a few people because there were quite a few messages embedded into that and uh, yeah so it was it was challenging but it was a, such a great experience uh, last no, year no it's amazing and 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 I love any kind of talk that can empower women in in getting more involved in our field you know I'm, I'm all up for it yeah um, and the best part was i've had since last week it's only been out for a week now i've had quite a few people come to me saying that you know they they inspired them and they want to change and they want to come into cybersecurity even today i had like one lady who wants to he was chatting to me saying how do i get into cybersecurity can you help me out and i want to do msc and all these things is good and then 
the saddened part was I got two ladies, young ladies come to me and they were crying on the phone because they're going through the same shit that we've gone through in the past. What do you mean? And they've been bullied. They're getting bullied at work and and because they're women and they're young. And and one of them is the girl who actually I talk about on the talk. And that just, I, I was so fuming. I'm still fuming because, you know, she's she's found a job now. And last week she's got this new job uh, uh, manager and he's treating her like that she does not belong. She, he wants her out of the job because he can bring in all his people probably. I don't know. But she's very upset. And well, yeah, I, wouldn't make it a, really... I wouldn't make it in terms of a gender because that's, that's the challenge that we, we ultimately face. I, I know the woman has a particular thing, but also men. That, I don't that, think that, it's, it's a woman problem. I think it's a human problem yeah, because I mean, men are suffering too. I've had so many men also come back saying, you know, they have a boss who just sucks the life out of them. So they just put on a brave face and keep quiet about it. But I think it's a human problem. But Being it's getting a, better. It's getting better. I mean, with the whole. I, is it? I don't know. I mean, I'm. At, at least the problem is surfacing right now. Before, I think there was kind of a stigma of people not talking about it. Right now, I see a lot of initiative, at least talking about mental health, regardless of, of the gender, is not seeing anymore as, uh, you know, a weak thing to do, but discuss about your problem, discuss about how you feel about certain things. Mm. Don't overdo it, but I think it's getting more visible, if anything. It is getting better. People are getting more aware of it, and you know, but there, there's still a lot of problems. I mean, I, I'm so glad that a lot of people are open to give back now. They're doing these initiatives and, you know, sharing knowledge commun- with communities. And uh, now, She's after she's watched my talk, she's like saying, I'm not going to give up. And, you know, she's going to fight for her, you know. Um, That's the right approach. Yeah. <laughs> so she's she's getting the right advice now. So it's it's good. But we shouldn't be. I mean, we talk about how do we retain talent, right? If you're treating that younger people like that, how are we ever going to change, you know, the culture? People it's, are going to move on. It's a cultural change. And ultimately you are getting surrounded by the people that you you, you are, you want. Mm. So you're going to have that in any kind of environment. I think the more we speak about it, the more people will feel comfortable in kind of tackling that problem. They don't feel like isolated. They feel there is a, they support them. And during the meetup, we can talk about this this kind of stuff, mental health and yeah. immunosubject. So pe- people know, if anything, even just to vent their frustration and that could be a massive help saying you're not alone yeah i mean we've had so many people joining she sees a community because they've gone through that and 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 it's it's great because we're giving that support and mm. when you're part of a big community it it helps a lot because you you, you realize you're not the only person and 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 um you don't have to suffer alone because there's people who wants to help and i always say your sanity is you know more important than your salary yeah you're in a place where you've been drained and mentally, you know, been bullied and going through so much mental stress, just get out. I mean, there's enough companies around the world who would want you and, you know, build your self-esteem, build your confidence. Having, having that comparison with other people that have done that leap or they, they've taken the brave step, encourage people to feel comfortable and confident that there is that problem out there and people have tackled it in different ways and 
they feel supported by the decision. It's like it's not, they are not alone. In no, this, they're not the alone. I mean, we've all had to work with lunatics at some point in our lives, right? <laughs> not mentioning names. No, I'm not mentioning names. I've had enough lunatics and I'm like, enough. You know, I'm not going to put up with that. Yeah, yeah, it is a human nature. And it's, it doesn't matter which country you live in, it's everywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, I come, I talk about this in UK and they come here and it's just even worse sometimes. You know? <laughs> it's like girls come in, there's only few girls even work here in security. Even they're going through this. The sad part is they're still young. And is that the message we want to give to the younger generation? Because, you know, we want to create better societies, communities. And if you start behaving like cavemen and cavewomen, what's the message you're going to give? <laughs> no, but I guess, I guess on, on, on Ivano's message, I guess is, is let's try to be positive. Let's focus on the positive that there is community out there. There is she so there are meetups. There is meetup for women. There is always we are. Ladies of London Hacking Society. There are tons. Uh, we just started Infosec Girls. There are tons of of group that help women yeah. getting getting in cyber and and starting in this journey, or even just feeling supported or, or learning new skills to actually jump on a different job. So yeah. I think is is better. This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart. I think we need to look at building self-esteem because man or a woman, I think it's where the problems begin. When you have very low self-esteem, that means you have very low confidence. And that's where a lot of people, you know, deal with things differently and create that negative culture. Because I always say, you know, even when someone address a problem, they people tend to take things personally, even if it's not their fault because of low self-esteem and confidence. And, and if we can empower people to, you know, build self-esteem, build confidence, things could change. Where I've seen a lot of the times examples is that you go into, you know, for example, I, I had one time I, had, I was hired as a consultant where my job was to go and, you know, review things and pick on problems and, you know, highlight those things. But sometimes when you do that kind of thing, people tend to forget that it's workplace and they take things personally and they try and attack you <laughs> for, you know, especially, doing that work. Especially if you, come, if you come as an external, you're seen as a threat. Yeah, there is, exactly there is that, that challenging professional, especially if you come in, I'm audit you as like building their culture of safetyness of, of saying like there is a problem let's fix it instead of blaming factor but then being an external consultant you just come in and assess and audit and trying mm. to solve a problem that it's very much 90 percent of what we do and i think it's i feel i feel exactly the same is people management yeah trying and also, to soften the blow and trying to address the message in the best way in a most positive way that it can be perceived in a good way 
and mm. not getting attacked all the time because as as external as as audio external contrast we see it as external threat sometimes. Yeah. And also there is element of being mindful, you know, emotional intelligence. You know, if you can understand your own emotions, if you're aware of your emotions, then you can react better to other people's emotions and communicate better. So a lot of things like self-awareness, assertiveness, communication, all that comes into, and those are some of the soft skills us techies don't have always. Um, and it, we never where... have, because who, even even entrepreneurs, like we go into the journey of managing our own expectation, emotion, um, downfall, and, and being resilient, but nobody teaches this stuff. No, I mean, you learn by example. I mean, I can remember one time I was... Uh, taken into a room and was blasted by this lady. She was very upset. I, I didn't know what I've done wrong. And, and it turned out that I reviewed her security policy and I emailed it the, uh, the, my feedback. Uh, because I created the audit trail, she was very upset with me. And I, I didn't react because I knew, okay, there's someone's really obviously upset, you know, and, and I was, if I had, you know, freaked out, thinking, you know, what the hell are you talking about, you know? And and that would have gone in a different direction, but I kind of... Hearing them out and hearing, letting them vent and then making them feel that they're yeah. listening to and you're not attacking them is, is people, is soft skill. As you just said, it's soft skill. Yeah, so that kind of, I mean, that's just one example. I mean, there's so many other areas where we could develop our soft skills, especially being mindful. And it's very hard. I mean, I've, I've had so many occasions where I would freak out for things and you know get upset or get angry but then you realize actually it's you the problem right because it's how it doesn't you affect you it doesn't yeah. affect you it just let it, it flow and let it flow over you instead of let it affect you yeah so um no matter how skilled you are in, in, te- in terms of technical skills if you don't have that soft skills it can be a very challenging journey I will actually just I will actually say it's more important to have the soft skill than the technical skill because yeah. you can be you can be as excellent as you want to be, but if it doesn't comes out in the way you speak, the way you write, the way you address people, you're always overlooked. Yeah. And I think I think Daniel Carnegie pointed this one out when he wrote "Influence People and Winning Friend Over." I don't remember exactly the book name. But he mentioned that people that ultimately ended up earning the most is the people that manage people or people the most. It's mm-hmm. like the one that excel in both technical but most important people skill. So ultimately, yeah. it's delivering that messages, is delivering the key things, and going back and circling back to the TED speaker, uh, any kind of speaking. That's that's a fundamental part of it. Yeah, managing I mean, your it's, own it's all about people and managing your emotions. I think, but not be emotional in that process uh, but it's, it's but how it's, do you it's, go through how do you go through that uh, i wouldn't say managing emotion but you no know, dealing with emotion what are your key tricks if you well can... i mindfulness is one thing so whenever i get upset i i i try to look at you know what is the physical evidence you know like my heart rate going fast or i'm like Gah. You know, I want to punch the person. <laughs> Whatever. I don't do that. That's don't punch people. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> just joking. Um, but you know, things like that, and I know, okay, this is not normal. And you know, then I realize, okay, 
what's happening and I just try to understand what is happening within me and and see you know how can I manage that you know can I control it and also then look at what's the other person doing and trying to understand where they're coming from and try and acknowledge that they're also going through a process they're being upset or angry or whatever and try and you know calm the situation down not react to it immediately if I can but it's 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 it requires a lot of practice and also um, skill learning so when I first started investing myself in emotional intelligence uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do that was I felt that I had the struggle when I first started my business where I didn't know how to take talk uh, take to business that was one of my biggest challenges you know I would go and talk lots of jargon and then the the business people are like what the hell are you talking about you know so so I needed to you, understand yeah you need to summarize so train that's myself. one of my problems yeah. so being I, Italian and just talk <laughs> and talk and yeah. talk so how I would tackle is I would imagine them as five-year-old kid and try and explain that to a five-year-old kid <laughs> So I had to train myself to do that. And I don't know if I'm still good at it, but that's kind of the approach I took. And I also... You never get uh, good at it. You just improve and improve and improve. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and post it on social media tagging Cybersecurity Cloud Podcast for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Discover other episodes at www.cybersecuritypodcast.com.